So I just recorded a little. I'm working on exporting episode uh, six twenty six, and I figured, oh, this is taking a long time to export uh, from GarageBand for some reason, and it's already since 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 then it's already um, exported. And it's ready to go. I'm actually uploading the episode right now, and it's a, a good one. I think it's a review of a uh, three Gates of Hell tri- Gates of Hell trilogy. Anyway, I, I did this whole six minute spiel while that was um, I was sort of waiting for that to finish converting and finish the MP3 to finish finish up uh, so I could upload it. And then I and then I hit delete on the recording. So that's this is me just recording again to say that I just hit delete on recording because I was going to record an intro for the subsequent next episode where I talked about how. Uh, I, I continued along the same lines of the themes I just talked about briefly at the end of movie, the last movie review, episode 626. And I'm told on the episode that Julian Assange doesn't want you to hear. That's what I'm, t- that's what I'm titling the... Uh, and because in, in, in Anchor, you can do this thing where... Now, this is episode, of course, episode 626... And it's going to be uh, Lucio, Lucio Falci. Is it Lucio Falci? And, uh, but my point being, and I, and I talked about this at the end of those episodes, is that at the end of that last episode, holy shit, is um, how I'm going through some personal stuff now, I'm moving, and I was, and it, was it got very like um, spiritual sounding, and I've been on this very kind of path towards trying to defeat the self, the idea of the self, because I find that I get very stressed out, and... Um, me being able to kind of remove myself from the self um, is is um, where I want to be, and that's sort of like a very vague and kind of and, I, and it's sort of a humorous take on me. Like it's like my take on religious religion. Like it's a kind of like is it Buddhist? Well, what is it? Like I don't I don't even know. Like I've been trying to like read some Buddhist stuff, and you know meditation has always failed me. I don't know how to meditate. Like, but I've always been like very. I uh, uh, absorbed with the idea of like defeating the self and kind of uh, moving on from the idea of you as a person and thinking just removing yourself from that equation because these choices, right? This is what I was talking about before was these choice that got deleted. These choices that we make sometimes don't feel like choices. They're being made for you. And you're like, what does free will even mean at this point? Like what's going to happen to me? Everything's probably going to be, be fine, but what if it's not? And so you get, and you know, I get stressed out all the, the live long day about this type this type of stuff. And I found, and I mean this in, in all sincerity, even though it sort of sounds like a joke when I talk about it, is that um, by, 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 by removing myself from the equation is really helpful because it, it just it presents me as, a, as not a person, but as just a thing happening in the scope of, uh, of all the cosmos, just kind of all, 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 all of us being one together. And this is very vague. It's very. This is just a short way for me to saying that I don't know how I'm going to be able to record these shows. And it's coming up soon, and my time is going to be uh, stressed to the max. So I might have to start recording podcasts in a little bit more of a guerrilla way with, on my phone. And it might be all. I might. I might have to be doing movie reviews that are only a, a minute or two long that don't have proper introductions, so on and so forth. But the the thing is, that everything evolves. And we need to just stay strong as a, as a, as, as a people who aren't people because no one is real. Nothing is real. This is all simulated, of course. And just uh, just accepting that, even if that that's ridiculous, obviously, everything is real. The premise, I understand that. I'm not, it's all just like metaphors, right? Like this, is, this whole thing is just metaphors. 
and just but but like understanding that you can live within inside the metaphor that's the whole point of this is just knowing that and understanding that it's fine to do that you can do that it's totally okay and a lot of people don't and i think that my thing in life uh is going to be screaming from the rooftops that we don't we do not exist the self is not real uh and when people ask well what do you mean by that i'll just say oh i don't mean anything and then not explaining it any further. And that's sort of where I'm at. And that's what I want to say. Uh, now, on with the rest of the show. Houston seemed the perfect destination for us to cover both a rock and roll and a drug story. Sweet pack, heat blast at your ankles, knocks you off feet. Yeah. Today, the influence of Houston is huge across the whole rap community. This started basically because a guy named DJ Screw. He invented chopped and screwed music, which was essentially slowing down existing records to a snail's pace, like a syrupy drawl. And I ain't gotta talk behind your back what I said about you. I said it to One of the defining characteristics of chopped and screwed music is drinking codeine-based cough syrup. So we went down, we drank some cough syrup, and we listened to some chopped and screwed. y'all um just uh let's get this one over with huh <laughs> episode of 187 of my movie review show but this is of course a part of episode 628 of the myspace the podcast feed if you're listening on there thank you very much if you're listening just on the my the movie review page that portion of the thing thank you also uh for supporting us the um briefly i'll, I'll just say that the intro to this episode was from I recorded several days ago. I forgot to put it in front of the, uh, episode 627. Uh, but if you're just listening to the movie review on the band camp and you're not, uh, don't know, you're not aware of that. This is a part of another pod of, a, of like a larger podcast. That's well, that, I'm sorry. I don't want to tell you it's, there's no, it's the damage has been done and we need to just move on with our lives. This is an interesting, I, I came across this documentary, which was from 20, uh, 2007, 2007, I call it. Uh, it, it was um. It's it remains on the internet, and you can look it up. Just Google "screwed in Houston." Uh, I think it's on Vimeo, Vimeo, and YouTube in its entirety. Uh, you can find it. It was part of VBS TV. Now, if you remember way back in the day, VBS TV was what Vice was basically Vice. Uh, it was the precursor to what it became, I guess, the Vice TV channel. Um. And it was uh, Spike Jones was more heavily involved, and they had a, it was basically just like documentary content, and they had you know it was a lot of it was music based, and uh, I remember watching some some cool things that uh, Spike Jones was was behind and really liking it. Not this though, I didn't uh, ever come across this, but I did. I've always been kind of fascinated with DJ Screw, and the that whole genre or subgenre of music, uh, the of, of hip hop. And, um, so I, you know, I, I downloaded it and I was like, well, I, you know, I'll put this here for, for a rainy day, so to speak for a little bit of a rainy day. I'll have this 35 minute movie I can watch and learn and learn to love like, uh, uh over the, just, just, uh, like a beautiful bird. What? And so I have it here and that's, this is what we're doing. We're recording, we're recording the damn thing. And, uh, it, 
thanks again for being with us uh, as we as we do that um, because it's always great to have listeners and people who are interested in the content that I create. I love it because it's great to create the content. I'm recording this right after I did another review of uh, An Elephant Sitting Still, which was the previous movie review in the chronology of uh, of uh, my movie reviews. And this is the 220th, I'm sorry, 222nd film that I have reviewed. Can you believe that? 222. Nice even number. Feels good to have... Uh, have have done so many of these things and uh, have them fallen on basically deaf ears and uh, it's always good. <laughs> I love it so much. Give it a nice mwah, chef's kiss. Anyway, what this movie is is in, is inessential. It's inessential to uh, to anyone to 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 see. Uh, it 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 doesn't you know it's it's a little bit scatterbrained. It's it's too it's it's shot in this fast uh, style and put put together in this fast style that I feel like you know. If anything, it was like too long for the kind of thing that it was, and it, or wasn't long enough to be something else, which would have been like a longer, more in-depth documentary. And so that, so uh, you know, I I was sort of like, eh, um, uh, you know, I, it, it, like you, there's so many characters in this scene and the current scene. I guess when this was produced, that it's hard to get a feel for any of them. They're on screen for. 20 seconds here and then they're talking about dj screw for a while and then they end then it's, it's presented in segments parts one through five but the parts in themselves are not that they even those lack focus a little bit but none, nonetheless i mean it, it is what it is it's certainly like i said an inconsequential look uh, at, at at something that probably could could deserve its own you know, full length documentary and really go down the rabbit hole. And, and you can use DJ screw as sort of the jumping off point to talk about the whole, uh, this whole Houston rap world, which is, I think really in a, a really interesting, unique form of music. This is presented in, uh, the form of a kind of a fish out of water as well. A guy I'd never heard of before. Trace Crutchfield is a white white looking dude who's like looks old older maybe he maybe he's 40 when he did this 30 in his 30s but he wears like a double-breasted suit and khaki pants and a button you know button-down shirt and tie and so it's it's this guy and so immediately i was like what what is this garbage like what is this this is a weird like um bit of a this guy like i'll see how these people do it but you know i and so i'm trying not to be cynical and uh in life in general and so I, you know, whatever. It's it it seems fine. Now that I think about it, like it, it didn't. It def, this guy definitely doesn't. He just seems like a weirdo in a, in a lot of ways, and he's sort of uh, wearing wearing that outfit is kind of like his. There's, there's a it's a shtick to it. Uh, I don't think he's he's clearly not like look at the look at these rappers, you know. And he's not that kind of character. He's he's he seems like a genuine dude. Okay, so I don't know what else to tell you about that. He just seems like a genuine dude, all right? And uh, I don't want to, like, um, my, my initial reaction to seeing this, like, guy on screen making this film, putting him in, inserting him in the story was sort of like, oh, God, is this what this is going to be? This is going to be like, I'll be like, let's see how, you know. But it really wasn't that. I mean, if anything, he sort of disappears for, like, a large chunk of the middle, of the middle segments before kind of comically ending, ending the last segment with him actually smoking weed and uh, drinking lean. Uh, with a couple of the rappers, a couple of the guys on, from the scene, and they you know show them how to mix it and everything. And and again, it's all it's all a bit half baked, 
and I, it doesn't it doesn't follow enough threads uh, one way or the other down any any one one way or any which hole or, or uh, what have you or, the, or there therefore or otherwise. So, so there you there you go. I'm actually giving this like a seven. I think like it feels like a seven to me. And when I do these documentary scores, it's like a seven to me. It's like it's fine. Like I did like it was just nice to have on. I will tell you the the what I did try and do today though. I spent I spent a half an hour watching the Angry Birds movie. And uh, okay, so you're like, what? Why? Uh, so I had the Masters on one screen, and then I had the Angry Birds on this other screen with the sound on, and then I had a podcast because I like that. I've been listening to this podcast, the Angry Birds Drink Piss in the Angry Birds movie, and I'm behind on the po- on the episodes, but I'm, I got to the 50th episode, and I realized it was a uh, commentary track for the movie that they recorded, a podcast episode that would doubled as a as a uh, kind of a feature length hour and a half comedy uh, or commentary track for uh, the Angry Birds movie. So I found that it was streaming on FX. And so I logged in with my parents because uh, I was like, I don't even feel like illegally downloading the Angry Birds movie because I, it's like, do I, I don't even need these one and a half gigabytes anywhere near my, my shit. Just get away from me with the Angry Birds movie. I'm just doing this for a bit, for a goof. And so I go on FX and it says immediately it says like this movie's been trimmed for for time for for L- edited for television whatnot and then then and then I realized that there was going to be ads every uh, fifteen twenty minutes that were going to play there was going to play one thirty second ad and so I was like that's kind of fine maybe if it's a little bit shorter than the than the theatrical runtime that the uh, podcast people uh, looked at maybe I can. Um, Maybe it'll maybe it'll even out in the end. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe like the timing timing with the ads will kind of make it all because they were in the the podcast commentary track wasn't exactly uh, like focusing always on the movie anyway. So it's not like I needed to like line up exactly right with what I was seeing on screen. So I was like, let me just do this. I'm kind of uh, have a free open morning here and a free day in a sense, so I can get this. I can knock this out of the park because it just seems like something maybe that would be uh, fun or interesting to do. And it was neither of those things because the FX site just kept buffering and it was a fucking disaster or shit show. Or the, the movie just kept stopping and the audio would go and all of a sudden I'd be stuck on like the picture of one angry bird on screen and couldn't move away from that. And it was it was just uh, it was it was a horror show. It was a nightmare. But then so I was I was going to work out for the entire I was doing. Oh, and the other angle of this was I, I work out, you know, when I watch movies and stuff, because that's that's the thing I do. And that's, you know, that's part of the show here. That's part of what we talk about. And um, so I was working out, and then I was like, well, fuck, I got to finish a workout, but I don't want to put on, start a movie from scratch because I've already worked out for like, uh, it was like 25 minutes or so at that point. So I was like, oh, let me go on here. And I saw that this was just 35 minutes. And I was like, boom, that'll give me a nice hour workout ish, and, and I'll be able to complete my workout and watch something. So that's the only reason I, I decided to watch Screwed in Houston today, this random, random ass documentary. From Vice, the early uh, Vice TV, VBST.TV, defunct. I think it just goes, I think if you go to VBS TV on the web, it just goes right to vice.com, I think. And um, I think back in, that was sort of like when Vice and the stuff that they're making with this VBS.TV, it felt the most organic and cool. I mean, I know they still do some pretty interesting stuff like um but in, in general i felt like that was sort of maybe like peak vice and, and didn't like it was the lame parts that we think about vice um weren't weren't there or weren't really really there i don't know i've already i already been talking for this far too long again apologies for the intro and not lining up with the right number 
to this show, and and then there's gonna be another segment uh, after this as well because that's this is we're we're, we're just a we're a bunch of seg we're segment uh, segmenteers. That's what we do is we this uh, this show has different segments, and this is but one movie review 187 of Screwed in Houston. Good morning, New Jersey. Back end, back end of the program. Hey, I'm putting my window up because uh, it's already sounds like garbage. May, may as well not sound like complete trash. That's my. That's the show's tagline. Sounds like garbage, not complete trash. In the ear of the beholder, though, as they say. As they say. Who says that? Nobody says that. Hey, everybody. You are tuned into MySpace, the podcast with me, your host, and good friend, Jeff. And it's always a pleasure to be with you, uh, my peoples, my listeners, my listenership. They call it a listenership because I am the captain, and I am steering it right. Iceberg dead ahead. Iceberg dead ahead. Is that that's what the guy says? Does he actually say that in the movie, Titanic? Never seen Titanic. Um, you did just hear a movie review, though. So this this was a weird episode. We had that little intro thing, which I recorded. I meant to put on the episode before, but I forgot. So that was just uh, recorded a few days ago. And then I then I then you just heard the um, movie review from a random VBS TV documentary, Screwed in Houston. Now you're now now I'm recording this on Monday. Tax day, tax day, baby, um, April fifteenth, and uh, so yeah, I think I'm gonna end end the show with my song "Tax Day, Baby," my hit song "Tax Day, Baby," which everyone knows and loves, of course. And what? Anything else I got? So uh, no, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep talking until we until I get to work. But right? this is an abbreviated Monday morning drive time hodgepod. I didn't feel like doing. I actually listened to a couple albums, a couple shorty pies, shorty poop, shorty poos, uh, the 26 minute LP and a 31 minute LP. Uh, I would consider them both LPs. I think I think they qualify. That's always a gray area to me. The EP versus LP debate. Like Kanye West's last album. Like, what was it? Seven songs in 24... That, see, that seemed to me was more like an EP. But I think they, you know, he called it like a an album. It's all semantics. I mean, who cares? But uh, The two albums I listened to today were Sir Baby Girl... Very good album uh, called uh, "Crush on Me," and then I listened to "Baby on the Baby," "Baby on Baby" by the Baby hip hop album. Uh, very also very good, good, a good one. That that packs like sixteen songs into thirty one minutes or something like that. And uh, I, I think that you know I was thinking about it, like you know I'll talk about I'm gonna wrap my little reviews up today post those on the music page on the, my website my, my my consumer guide totally original idea my, my consumer record guide for uh shoppers out there looking to buy a compact disc in the long cardboard sleeve do you remember that man i'm old so let me so many there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of children out there who are now adults even 
uh, who don't remember the cardboard box CDs. And I guess because it was harder to steal, if they were larger, they were worried they were they, if they packaged them just as compact discs and shrink wrap, then it, they were easy to steal, which is true, I guess. Because when they went when they stopped doing the cardboard box, I definitely stole a few CDs in my day, in my wild youth. Um, and you know, whatever, I'm doing, you know, it, it's weird because people will now pirate. Like that sounds so like, oh my God, you shoplifted, and it was like. Uh, it, it was like a hobby in high school. It was just like you know, I, it was horrible. I mean, it's not I'm not, I'm not condoning it, but it's just like you know, now now you you pirate things. You know, people pirate things right and left, and it's like it's not it's not any, it's not any different. Um, but it seems so worse. It does seem worse. I don't know why 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 that is. I guess it's a it's a digital versus um, the real realm. I watched it. Oh, okay, you know what I want to talk about? This is a good thing that I'll talk about. I'll probably talk because I don't. I just get to talk about my life and stuff like that. But it gets boring. To, you know, get super personal on here. I think I did that enough the other day. And uh, you know, my, my life is kind of crazy right now. Um, when you're having another baby and moving at the same time to a different hat to it, buying a house, complications abound. Uh, but you know, I, if for the most part, day in, day out, like what, you know, I do have some things on the horizon I got to take care of, but it's also like packing and stuff. But like, uh, you know, the day to day stress, I just have to realize it's like, nothing's really changed. Honestly, Odd, oddly trafficy on 206 northbound this morning. I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of crazy traffic. I'm early, but I might be late now because it's so much, so much freaking traffic. Uh, so what was that? Oh yeah. So I watched the OA, which was a show I really liked, even though I, you know, I, I, I remember I had some issues with it, the first season of the OA on, it's a Netflix program. Have you, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? The original angel, which is already, she's the original and then they call her the OA. It's like kind of bad, like comic, kind of just like comically, but like bad, like the original angel. It's the OA. It's like, okay, so that's the title you, that's what we're going to call her. Okay. Like, you know, cause it doesn't leave a lot to the imagination. Now we got to think about angels. We're like, what does this even mean? The original angel. It's just like, it sounds just like some sort of like sixties crooner, uh, nickname. But I like the show. I like that. It was sort of, uh, it was really kind of swinging for the fence. I like, I like shows that take, I like anything artistically. I gotta sneeze. Hatcha! Uh, I like anything artistically that, um, takes big swings and just like really goes for it because so much, so many, so many things just play it safe and try to be just like in, in the, in the, in between the lines, you know? So like when, when someone, a show like this kind of really does you know, take big swings. Does it, it doesn't always matter to me if it works a hundred percent or not. That's sort of not the point. Uh, and and I was a fan of season one. And the, and the end of season one, you know, this is a, you know, if you haven't seen the OA, sorry, this is up top. But the end of season one is ridiculous. I mean, they they, they do a dance that sort of stops a school shooter, but then he shoots the OA, and then she jumps into another dimension. And so that that sets up the second half. So the first half, lead, the first season leads right into what they're calling part two, 
the OA Part 2. So I guess it's technically the OA Part 2 Season 1. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But, it's, you know, so, so I watched the first episode last night of this second season. And I didn't watch Game of Thrones because I don't have a working HBO password right now. And, and um, I got to figure that out. Because I can't even look at Twitter at all. Or any, like, it's hard to, like, look anywhere online and not get a spoiler. Like, I saw one thing about John Jon Snow dra- ride a dragon last night. Oh, I, that, like, I was like, I, don't need to, I didn't need to know that in advance. I'd be surprised to see him ride a dragon. Now I know he rides a dragon. Does Jon Snow ride a dragon or not? I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know what I'm asking. <laughs> this is real. It's a real question. I don't, I don't know if that, that's, that was good intel or someone just um, fucking with uh, fucking with the uh, the power of uh, Game of Thrones spoilers. But um, so anyway, back to the OA, and I'm sure I'll talk about Game of Thrones too. Which you know, Game of Thrones is is, is great. I love Game of Thrones and. Uh, I could talk about that on, on future episodes till the cows come home, but what, you know, there's, there's 9 billion people talking about Game of Thrones. I feel like there's less people talking about the LA. I should just start a, I should start a podcast within a podcast. Actually, let's do that right now. Let's do, this is called the OA part two, the original, um, the original podcaster, the OP. OP on the OA, OP, uh, go, OP, OP, the original podcaster on the OA, so OP on the OA, sounds like go P on the OA, it's gross, uh, so anyway, this is my show, the OP, OP, in, in honor of the song, the album Baby on Baby, this is the OP, the original podcaster on the OA, and you're, you're tuned in, I gotta get a theme song for this, and, um, so let's, I'll see if I can come up with some uh, for see for part two. I'll see if I can come up or, or you know you know for episode two of part two. <laughs> I'll see if I can come up with this, a theme song for the OP on the OA. We're gonna talk about the, the OP on the. I love it. Okay, so this is my show. Hello, I am the original podcaster talking about the OA. So the OA we had season one, <clears throat> and they it essentially was all leading up for a bunch of high school uh, uh, kids and uh, one and, and Phyllis and Phyllis from the office to do an interpretive um, dance to do an interpretive dance that would that could stop a school shooter and in the process the OA Rachel Angel main character she gets she gets she takes the bullet from the uh, school shooter and there's a lot, I guess I have to, more to explain if I'm just going to rehash the plot, because I actually, so, all right, let's just get into this now. Hi, this is the OP. You listen to the OP on the OA. We're talking part two, season, episode one. And episode one immediately begins with a dream sequence. Someone's skateboarding. It's pretty rad down a hill but then they see the OA in a sexy red dress and she startles them in the woods on their GoPro and and then they fall into the they fall off a cliff and wake up now 
I'm pretty sure this was our new our new sort of main character guy. I want I want to say his name was Kareem. Might be might be might have that wrong, but it definitely began with a K. Uh, and he's a private investigator. I think it was him who was having the dream. Although I don't really remember, it was this kind of a dark shot, and I think it was him though. And anyway, he wakes up from the dream, and he's startled awake by um, someone banging at his door. He lives under the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> for some reason, and a Vietnamese, an old Vietnamese lady, has found him. Knows he's a private investigator, and we start a plot line about her missing granddaughter and how she has $31 in uh, a, a big a bitcoin surrogate they call it they call it ether I, I don't know if that's a real that's a real cryptocurrency or not I know there's ethy eth what was that ethium there's one that's like erythium or something and then there's bitcoin um is, I don't I don't think ether is a real cryptocurrency I think it's just sort of fabricated for the for the for the show I, I'm not positive though. Anyway, she's got $31,000 worth of ether on a phone. And she says her granddaughter was giving her this money. And so she's got this money to pay him in ether. And that's the, that sets off this plot of him trying to find this teenage girl who was sort of homeless lives living with a Christian family from a church because the, she didn't, you know, her grandma didn't have a home. And, uh, and he immediately is like, is she a prostitute? Like, how is she getting this money? And, you know, she's a teenager, I think. She's, like, supposed to be 16 or something in this in the show. And so it sets off this plot of him trying to find this girl. And he goes immediately. It's, it's Gamergate. And the first, this plot line is fucking so ridiculous. Uh, and it, it, it sort of makes any sort of plot line from the season one seem like non truly nonfiction. It's just it's so it's so silly and dumb. And I was watching and I was like, this is the same people who made season one. I was like, what? I, I was like, I know, I know this is gonna tie in. Obviously, like I'm not, I'm not stupid. I'm not, I know they didn't just like, start a new story. And so I'm like, I'm like, this will pay off at some point. Like, there's gonna be a tie. There's gonna be a tie to uh, Prairie slash DOA slash Nina, and I actually called it. So there was a so as soon as so they go to this whole story where he's trying to find this missing girl, and it takes him on this little voyage through like this underbelly of like gamers who play a puzzle game. They're like, and and then there's this whole like really painful to watch dialogue about how like puzzles aren't aren't games, man. Games are one versus the other, but puzzles you're just trying to solve it. And, and then he goes, but you can still lose. And she goes, no, you're just stumped. It's different. And then he's just like, oh, yeah, puzzles. And then so they, they do talk about puzzles. And uh, there's this really, like, kind of, I don't know, it looks like something out of, like, an early 2000s movie, like, graphically on a phone with, like, doors and stuff. And then there's, like, augmented reality stuff and part of the, this, it's like an app, essentially. And there's like a tech billionaire kind of screwball creep character that you find out later is the boyfriend of 
bop it bop 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 Nina remember Nina is the original uh, the OA when she was a little baby in Russia she got she fell off her she was on a school bus that fell off a cliff and everyone died but her and she went blind and then this isn't now I immediately called it because there was a there was there was the OA on a on a ferry I think and she's speaking Russian and then she has like a heart attack and she, and she says out loud I think I've been shot so immediately I told my wife I said this is I paused I said this is what's gonna happen when, when when they did the interpretive dance at the high school in whatever I think they were in like where were they in like St. Louis out Missouri or something in season one and so whenever wherever that was so she gets shot in the heart and because they were doing the interpretive dance that did open the portal and she jumps into a alternate reality where the bus crash of, of her youth never happened and she grew up and her dad never died and uh, for a while and had a nice life and now she's very wealthy and living in San Francisco and but but now you have uh, Prairie slash OA uh, in the body of this person and they, and they they immediately kind of put her in like a psych psych ward situation because she doesn't know who she is she's got dissociative things from this incident where she says she was she had a heart attack or some sort of incident on the on the boat so she jumped into her body and she crossed into an alternate dimension where, where I, that one incident of her life never happened. So I kind of, I, I was like immediately, I was like, all right, this sucked me back in. Partly because I, I nailed it so much. Like I, I mean, as soon as I, as soon as I saw her speaking Russian and saying she was grabbing her heart, I was like, okay, this is what they were, they talked about this in the, in season one. So they set this up about how they thought they could jump into alternate dimensions. And this is like, so there are some like real life theories as bat as batshit nut nutty as they are about this sort of thing so the rest of the episode unfolds where you have the parallel storylines going on with the they still follow the private investigator into some sort of underbelly world where then you undercut you figure out that he's um now interested in the boyfriend he doesn't know that the this is the, there was any relation to uh nina prairie oa character but he starts following this and i guess i would describe him as like an elon musk kind of whack job uh uh dude who who's the inventor of this puzzle app game that all the kids are kind of addicted to playing and getting paid for and it leads him to this like bizarre underbelly world where there's like a, a lot of like uh i think they're all young ladies sleeping in like a big room and, and they're like there's a big orb glowing in the middle and not explained any of that yet and then we we end the episode on uh la in this in the psych ward which was odd to me that she was being brought to this this treasure island place looked like maybe a setup by some other forces that for you know bigger forces kind of brought her to this like crazy psych ward then you find out who is the the lead doctor? First of all, first off, there's Homer. The Homer character returns, but doesn't is not himself, and doesn't know what the OA is talking about when she's referencing him, and like clearly does not. He's part of this world, but in this thread or whatever, his, this reality, this is not the same guy. But then the kicker is the episode ends where she meets up with the old evil doctor that threw her, that threw them in the glass cages. And uh, remember last time we saw him, he said, I don't need you anymore because I know the movements too. And so he's now in this reality and he calls her Prairie and he knows there's clearly, he, he knows what's going on. And then it ends with him, her, her like attacking him and, and then it, it goes cuts to hard to black. So there you, there you have that. I just, I guess I just talked about the whole plot of the episode. What did I think about the episode? I mean, the stuff with 
the, the stuff in San Francisco to start was so effing goofy and really not not well acted. I mean, it was there was some really bad writing and bad acting involved in that kind of deli- in that um, uh, the the package there. Like that was not the the final package was not up to snuff with a lot of what we had seen in season one. But I mean, the stuff with uh, and the actress. Oh man, I, I just saw her. She was in that show Pen Fifteen Penis, and she was in Magnolia. She plays the drug addled. Uh, girl who 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 uh goes on a date with john c Riley, the cop uh, the actress who plays her is in this as well and she plays a psychiatrist so that stuff was good that stuff was cool uh seeing her like not know who she was and then she's in this like sick like smart home uh penthouse apartment in san francisco that she owns and so i, I i'm definitely you know i i i, I definitely say I, I would i would give it a passing grade even though like the like i said the stuff the early stuff with the private investigator was what a week, what a week way to uh, start your season season on. Like that was just that needed to be a little bit tighter. And anyway, you're tuned into um, the OP original podcaster on the OA, the original angel. We're talking part two, AKA season two. And we just wrapped up our first episode ever of the show. And that was our review of uh, episode one of part two. And I don't know if that episode had a name or not. I don't, I'm driving. So I don't know. Positivity. I am a wizard.